What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class, a show about helping you lose fat, ditch your comfort zone, and then we're going to change our generation. I'm Trevor Health, the nutrition coach, and thank you for being here today and with me. Am I allowed to introduce myself? I don't think I've earned the privileges yet. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Courtney Lyman, Woo! thank you for coming in. You're so welcome. I'm a blessing to be here. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what insights you have today. Let's see. <laughs> Actually, I mean, one of the things is like right up your alley with oh, true. acne. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of sounded like a roast. Yeah, but it I sounded did. <laughs> very backhanded. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, more towards your expertise, but uh, I kind of like the roast element too. So mm-hmm. yeah, of course you do. But uh, so we're talking about acne. We're talking about the dropping nutrient levels of food, which I think is pretty big, as well as a high fat diet versus a low fat diet and cancer. Yeah, it's gonna get a it's gonna get a little interesting today because mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently high fat diets cause cancer. Interesting, right? Mm. Or that's what the study finds anyway. So we're gonna break that down. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, cue, cue that, that intro. intro. I took my swimming shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some girls. Limos in the windows, baby. I can't kiss and tell. Passive in my head, but it's not negative. Spewing on your try. Please keep your sentiments, cause I don't need the energy you're giving off my sentiment. As always, guys, thank you for being here. And if you like this episode, if you learned something, if it's entertaining, if you feel more connected to the whole health space, share this with just one person. That's how the show keeps growing. So we change our generation. And I'd also like to just say a quick shout out to Health Hacked. So they send out a weekly newsletter and usually I'll get maybe one article a week from these or even even less. But this week, I actually think most of these articles that we're going to talk about today, I found in their newsletters. So go subscribe to them. They're awesome. Keep it up. But let's get into today's articles. So the first title, our first article we're diving into it's titled, Between 1940 and Now, Nutrient Levels in Fruits, Vegetables in the UK Reduced by 50%, says study. That was a lot. Yeah. Now, if you dive into the study, it's not 50% for every single nutrient. So what they looked at is sodium, iron, magnesium, and copper. And they looked at that in... 28 types of fruits and vegetables? Yeah. Exactly. And so they compared it in 1941, 1999, and, or 1991, and 2019. So that's a better part of a century. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you get a really interesting perspective here, and they found a 49% drop in copper, 51% drop in iron, a 52% decrease in sodium, and then if we scroll down a little bit more, Potassium dropped by 5%, magnesium 10%, calcium 2.5%. So these ones, not nearly as big of a drop, I would say, but still, still. uh, (laughs) Well, even with magnesium, which I like to talk about all the time in my content is the majority of us are deficient. Mm -hmm. And so we can't afford any lower drop. (laughs) People ask me, hey, what's, you know, what are the best sources for magnesium? And I, I tell them, hey, it's these foods, you know, including dark chocolate, which ends up being a, a good answer for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. these foods, while they are foods that are the highest in magnesium, they're not the 
they're not really good sources anymore because of soil depletion. Yeah. Well, the one I really like that really stood out to me was copper and iron. Mm-hmm. Like copper is something that I was supplementing with for a while and it looked like was a night and day difference at first. And I talked about my <laughs> my vitamin A journey and mm. the liver journey on the podcast a little bit. So if you guys have listened to that episode, you know I kind of had to stop all the extra supplementation for a little bit. A little too hard on the liver. Mm-hmm. And liver's very high in copper. So I stopped taking that supplement. But that was something I didn't even realize for the longest time. And it's interesting seeing the relationship between copper and iron. Mm-hmm. So like even some cases of anemia are coming up because it's not necessarily deficient in iron, but it's not balanced out by copper in the body. Lots of nutrients need other nutrients yeah. in order to be effectively used by the body. So it's just like the, both of those just dropping significantly. And then we look at sodium dropping as well. But it's funny. That's a, not one we have to worry about being new, deficient in around here. <laughs> Well, and another thing, people are afraid of sodium mm-hmm. or salt specifically, I should say. Yeah, that is a podcast that is in the pipeline that it, it's been a just, it's a such a big topic and it's not something I specialize in. Mm-hmm. I've actually looked for a guest in the past that really knows how to discuss it because it's such a, I think it's such an interesting topic and can really break down all the science, but it's a definitely going to be one in the pipeline, especially coming up in season six, which is coming soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But if I don't do it, having a guest on that will be able to break that down in even more detail because sodium, we're getting such just poor sources of it most of the time. 100%. (laughs) That's where the the bad rap comes from, the poor sources. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking of this iron um, depletion, I wonder if that's part of the reason why so many diet experts and I use air quotes around experts recommend a bunch of whole grains because they're fortified with iron because yeah. we're deficient, but that's a whole another <laughs> well, can what of I, worms. What I find that, yeah, well it's fortified with most of these things yeah. because it's like, oh, you're missing out on your diet, but we're gonna fortify wheat, something that doesn't have any nutrients to begin with. Something that actually depletes you of nutrients. Well that's the thing is iron, <laughs> it blocks eighty percent of iron intake. The phytates it. Did you say iron blocks? Sorry, the wheat, <laughs> the phytates in wheat yeah. literally blocks 80% of the iron absorption. So they're putting it in there and you're only able to absorb a small amount of it because of the actual anti-nutrients in the wheat, which is insane. <laughs> and not to say that all things with the anti-nutrients in it are bad because, you know, vegetables oh, yeah. have this. So that's not to, you know, say oh, wheat is this terrible thing that has things that no other, you know, f- food has, but wheat just has a multitude of the problems. So mm-hmm. all compounded together. Yeah. We'll just uh, tag the weed episode in the description. So <laughs> you can go check that out. Cause if this is the first time you're hearing about this, this might be a little bit shocking, but don't worry. There's a, there's quite a bit of science to back all this up. So and people will get very passionate about it. Very angry. Yeah. Very angry. <laughs> that is the uh, most hate I've gotten on TikTok is Same. talking about wheat. <laughs> I did not realize what I was getting into no. opening that can of worms. But yeah, so just going off this, what I really feel like this means is just understanding how depleted our soil is. And while I've gone back and forth over the years of how needed supplements are, this studies like this show me that there really is a place for supplements still. I think you 90% of your diet, 90% of your health is really going to come from eating good quality food. 
and your lifestyle and all that. But that extra, that extra top percentage, you can really transform and hit that like next level of health adding in those supplements because there's clearly gaps here. Even if you're eating amazingly, that it's still going to be hard to get all these nutrients in today's day and age. The poor farming practices are just ruining our soil. So yeah. The next headline is hope for acne sufferers as dermatologists identify possible link between key nutrient and skin condition. So before we reveal what the secret nutrient is, I want to specify first that this is still pretty preliminary and it, the studies that they've shown, it's not a hundred percent linked. It's like not causation yet, mm. just association. Mm-hmm. What they found was 94% of the patients that had acne had below the recommended amounts of what is this nutrient? Omega threes, fatty acids. Oh wow! I didn't think we were gonna say the whole name. Well, so, sorry. <laughs> I, I I like to be very scientific. Okay, say the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He said omega threes, fatty acids. <laughs> Close enough. Fish oil, omega threes. <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've talked about omega threes so much on here because really, so little of the uh, standard American diet doesn't hit this at all. Like even a little bit. So this is one of those like absolutely key nutrients, not only for your brain, not only for your cells to function properly, but now we're finding out for our skin too. And I've known this from experience. It's just my skin overall, like not just on my face, but just in general is so much better when I'm having omega threes in my diet. And here's the thing with that too, is it goes on both sides of the spectrum. So we know of acne as oily skin, mm-hmm. too much oil production, but it's also the same for eczema. Omega-3s mm-hmm. are a very important nutrient for eczema as well, which eczema is the polar opposite. Very dry, cracked, mm-hmm. no oil. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's essential for skin health, as at least as far as we've been able to see in studies. So Yeah. And what they're pretty much thinking the association is with is the anti- anti-inflammatory properties mm-hmm. of omega-3s Huge for both yeah and just being able to keep keep your skin and not in an inflamed state on either side because too much oil is going to create inflammation mm-hmm. and too little is also going to create inflammation mm-hmm. or actually speaking of it from that is it the inflammation that causes one of those things or is it those things that cause the inflammation <laughs> i kind of think it's just a vicious cycle yeah when they feed into each other. Because I notice a hundred percent, like I used to have awful acne and still whenever I vary from my diet a little too much, I get breakouts. Mm-hmm. My skin is very sensitive to all that, <laughs> but, it, but omega threes in my diet consistently, absolutely huge. And there's a good balance between omega threes and omega sixes. They're very important for each other. Mm-hmm. So... The ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 is supposed to be around 4 to 1 or 1 to 1, meaning omega-6 to Mm omega-3. But Americans have an estimated ratio of 25 to 1, which is insanely out of proportion. You need them to balance. You you need omega-6, but you need the right amount of omega-3 to keep that in in check. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what's 
interesting or the thing I really like the most about this article is that it starts talking about how dermatologists need to not just prescribe, but start talking about diet and the importance of these sort of nutrients. Cause it, this is not the only nutrient for your skin. Like if you just take having something like bone broth, that acts amazingly for my skin. Mm-hmm. Like I notice, I start having bone broth for a couple of days and my skin feels softer. I just, over my skin just looks way more clear looks like i took a year or two off my uh off my age <laughs> that's like a craze i'm just kidding <laughs> old man oh, thank you. Thank well you. <laughs> another one too is zinc there's that's another link uh to again both to acne and eczema and i mean you know my experience with dermatologists and all of that and they all like to say you know, oh, your diet has nothing to do with your skin except for things that have actually been determined to be caused by it, such as um, the lesions you get on your skin if you are gluten intolerant. Oh, they yeah, they're they're very distinct lesions, and those have been determined to be caused by that. But everything else, are like, nah. <laughs> so they for acne, they're not like, oh, you know, eat a more balanced day, eat this, eat that. They're like, okay, what we're going to do is antibiotics. And then what we're going to do, if that doesn't work, well, actually, you know what they do first? They do benzoyl peroxide and um, tretinoin. That doesn't work. Antibiotics. Antibiotics don't work, which they're not going to. Let's be honest. Accutane. Well, what I find so interesting about this is just the mindset that you're approaching this problem with in the fact that the traditional approach is to look at the symptom, which is the acne on your face or acne wherever. Mm-hmm. And it's to address that symptom. So all those different things you, you listed, the only thing they're doing is going after the symptom of acne, mm-hmm. but not actually addressing why, why is there acne in the first place? <laughs> like your skin looks good. Why, why is my skin breaking out? Like what, What's the difference there? I'll never forget speaking with a, a dermatologist and covered. This is when I had my absolute worst eczema breakout. Covered head to toe, every every part of my body was swollen, red, inflamed, itchy, horrible. I looked absolutely horrible. And she said to me, "What you're eating has nothing to do with what's going on." And you know what happened? I fixed my diet up, and it, you can't. You guys can't see me right now, but you, Trevor have seen the changes that have happened yeah. due to me fixing my friggin' diet. <laughs> so, and of course and I how know how much medication are you on now? None, zero medication. I understand this is anecdotal at best, mm-hmm. but hearing the exact same story. Also not medical advice. <laughs> well, obviously <laughs> we are not doctors. Do not take this as medical advice. Okay. But what you could take from this is, if that's what your doctor tells you, there's more doctors out there. There's doctors 100%. that know better and going out and searching for that. Cause you know, now that there's more out there. I, this is us telling you, like we're not doctors. Mm-hmm. We don't know the answer to your problem, but there's a solution out there. That's not just going to be going at the symptom because if you just talking with your doctor and you can start to see, are they just trying to treat my symptoms 
or are they actually trying to get to the root of my problem? Because understanding all these symptoms, this is just your body telling you stuff. Mm-hmm. It's your body like giving you a red flag, like, hey, you're breaking out right now because we don't have this. Mm-hmm. And as you start changing your diet, you'll notice that goes away. But it's better to be breaking out now than your body running into worse problems down the road because you can fix these things now, not yeah. topically, and save yourself from other health problems later on. Yeah, just like one of the treatments for eczema is topical steroids. And it's very easy to improperly use those. Mm. So guess what happened to me? Topical steroid withdrawal. I had a very, very, very minor case, but. But still a battle nonetheless. Oh, yeah. And, and it's still something like you're not even out of the woods yet with. It's still mm-hmm. an ongoing battle yeah. for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But you're on the right track now. That's yeah. Just, that's cool. That's what matters. But yeah. Healing's just, not linear. But yeah. Just really, that's why I like doing this show more than some of the other ones too, is just stuff like this. It's just trying to change your mindset just a little bit because making that small switch from looking at the symptom to looking at the root cause, like that is going to save you so much headache. In the future. So much grief. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's the biggest thing is so much grief. Very true. Okay, going on to our third and final article. This one's going to be how oh, this this one does um, not give you a whole lot of detail mm-hmm. <laughs> on the title. <laughs> it's very specific, but you kind of have no idea what's going on just with the title. This one is activity-based NIR bioluminescence probe enables discovery of diet-induced modulation of the tumor microenvironment via nitric oxide. (laughs) What the heck does that mean? Uh, I'm not really sure who they were writing that title for, but wow, that is... It's a fancy way of saying they looked at the different cancer growths versus a high-fat and low-fat diet. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) So... Yeah, really starting at the top. They're talking about all the how they looked at the cancer, what they're looking at, and break this down. They took two two rats, or not two rats, two 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 groups of mice. One group was fed a diet that contained ten percent of their calories from fat, and the other was sixty percent calories from fat. And this was over twelve weeks. And what they're doing with the bioluminescence imaging technique (laughs) (laughs) was measuring the nitric oxide in in tumors, which basically was letting them see how much the tumors were growing and how the cancer was developing in the mice's body. Not nearly as complicated as they made it sound out. (laughs) But if you read the article, wow, this one is a doozy. (laughs) (laughs) They got a little bit of an ego stroke from the way they titled this. Maybe just a little bit. Well, it's an interesting study, especially when you see, well, let's just talk about the results. So the high-fat diet, the mice got obese. Their tumors grew substantially more than the the low-fat, high-carb diet, which is kind of crazy, right? Honestly, that was not the uh, outcome I was expecting. No. So I know what I did. I read through that article multiple (laughs) times. Not an easy read, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Define what does a high high fat diet mean 
And what does a low fat diet mean? Like what do the actual foods mean? Like this is not giving us a whole lot of information. What source of the fat? Exactly. <laughs> not one mention. Really? Not anywhere in there. I could not find it. If you guys can decipher that and find it in there, but I did not see one mention of any sort of food besides just telling you the the breakdown of the fat or in the carbs. Well, that like the percentages. Yeah, the percentages. So no, like. So they told you about the micro or the macronutrients, but that's it. Not even what the food was. Not even like, oh, we got some poofas, we got some saturated. It's just fat source. Trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they briefly mentioned saturated fat, but nothing about like the actual source and really how much of the diet. It was just nothing you could take enough information from to see where this actually was coming from. That's a problem with a lot of studies is because, <clears throat> you know, they look legitimate. They have the big words, yada, yada, yada. They have this conclusion, but then you read through it and you're like, wait a minute. Anybody can spin this into anything. Yeah. It's very easy to twist it. Well, because could you imagine a diet like we just talked about adding more omega-3s into your diet? Mm -hmm. Do you imagine a diet that was like rich in omega-3s in like the healthier fats for you? Like non like non-vegetable oils and mm -hmm. all those good fats like that your body actually digests properly versus like a diet of because that's probably what it is realistically. It's mostly vegetable oils. Mm-hmm. That's what I've seen used in a lot of these studies in the past. Is That's usually the easy thing to access. So yeah. it's usually a lot of vegetable oils. Yeah. They don't want to waste money on um, olive oil and, you know, the more expensive yeah. subjects. So well, what, what I actually really liked about Health Hacked here is they actually showed another study, also published recently, where it found the exact opposite. <laughs> Where they found that a high-fat ketogenic diet decreased your risk for cancer. <laughs> so it's really? like, when you actually start putting into context all the food you're eating, it tells a very different story. And so, what, I mean, the point here isn't to tell you to go eat a high-carb diet for for lower cancer or anything like that. But just to keep into context, like, all these studies being thrown around... You have to look at the context of them because this is not telling you the full story. And also, keep in mind, this is only done on mites. I also, that make, that brings me up to the point where you read that one study that this one person on TikTok cited oh, about yeah. oatmeal. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? And it was not paid for, but highly like, what, what, how, what was the wording they used that essentially said, yeah, this was paid for by oatmeal companies? Oh, it was... This is funded by this is funded by it was like Kellogg's or one of the big uh, one of the big oatmeal co companies Quakers maybe I, I don't mm -hmm. know Kellogg's own, I don't know anyways <laughs> it was basically like but there was not shown to be any any bias mm, that's <laughs> like, funny oh yeah so that's you, it you're you, just gonna tell me that there's no bias you <laughs> think that these big corporations are gonna pay you to do a study that could potentially Give them the answers they don't want. Come on, and lose their money. <laughs> like, Come on, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, gentle persuasion. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's very interesting once you start looking who funds these studies. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I mean, in the scientific community, like 
these studies are expensive and there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of money. I mean, there's a lot of money, but getting it from an ethical source is another. <laughs> yeah, well, and getting people to, since a lot of those studies were done originally, you know, the ones paid for the company. So they're, there's, what's the reason to repeat the study, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. But this is just to keep in mind because, as you can tell here, and you can see in the other study called Keto Molecule May Help Reverse Colorectal Cancer. So this is talking about one type of cancer. But mm-hmm. still, it's just there's so many, so much conflicting evidence out there where it's really trying to put everything into context and find some semblance of the truth from it all because – that's what's hard at the end of the day. There's so much research out there and getting through it all is impossible. Mm-hmm. That's why experimenting is huge too, because mm-hmm. you'll start to learn your body and what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. What gives me acne? What doesn't give me <laughs> acne? And you can start basing your diet off of that and adjusting that over time. And that's going to get you a lot farther in this whole health journey than just trying to go off what studies coming out that week. Yeah, I, I saw that. And I thought it was completely ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, that is, it's such a substantial difference too, because the, the mice with high, the high fat diet, they also got extremely obese over just 12 weeks. Yeah. Which I mean, granted, is kind of a long time in mice world, but uh, <laughs> mice world. But still, at the same time, like, that is a huge obesity disparity. Yeah. If all we're talking about is, uh, shift of your your fat intake so keep this in mind guys as you're going through this put context to everything like just trying to shift your mindset from what does the headline say to what is this study actually telling us because that's uh that's actually this headline didn't tell us anything <laughs> it really didn't <laughs> i was just more confused by the end of it i think they just told us how they measured things even yeah. then that was not really clear <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, these are the conversations that are going to change your health mindset. And we lose fat, ditch your, your comfort, comfort zone, zone. Then we're going to change, change our, our generation. generation. <laughs> She's over here mocking me. Jeez. I'm not mocking you. I'm joining in. Oh, okay. On... Yeah, I can't keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. And if you like it, share with one person. But other than that, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, good night. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.